ready. Ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, you can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Good evening, everybody. Welcome aboard. Got a great marathon for you tonight. Hope you had a great weekend out there. Stand by. Hello, Brother Cohen. Okay, good evening, good evening. How you doing, my friend? I am doing well, thank you. Well, welcome aboard and welcome everybody. Tonight is Monday, January 29th, 2024. We're almost into a new month. The year is moving pretty fast. (laughs) Wow, the decade will be over soon. (laughs) That's right. Well... Welcome again, and folks, uh, please invite someone to tune into these programs. The simplest way to get them over here is just send them over to my website. From there, they'll have a couple listing options. Go to OmegaManRadio.com. And with that, uh, we'll get started. Brother Ron, would you like to open us in prayer? I'll do that. And Shannon, I'm moving this weekend. You are? Are you going Uh down the road or out of state? I'm going to stay in the country. And uh, I'm moving 200 feet down the hall. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a big move. <laughs> to a slight, well, we needed to get another bedroom, so when you come to visit us, you'd have a place to sleep. Well, thank you for that invitation. That's awesome. You got it. Hey, you know what? Been out there for five years. We've never had room for you. I'll tell you what, new moves are exciting, actually. It's always good to have some change. At my age, my age and all the paperwork lying around in this house, oh. um, <laughs> we got computers on every table. Well, I tell you what, I I uh, praise the Lord with you for that upgrade. That is awesome. Uh, get a little bit more space is always good. Give me five seconds here. I just got to find something for Miriam. Absolutely. And by the way, friends, uh, we've uploaded eight or nine uh, new reloaded shows just this morning. My time, which was about an hour of your time. So go check it out, and I've got another nine or ten getting ready to go up into the archives today. Excellent. Okay. Well, we're the first program tonight for you. Yes, sir. We've got a good running going in that. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for this time tonight. We thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you that you are teaching us how to walk in other dimensions and to be aware of it. Lord, I do bless. Are you wanting to sit? Mm-hmm. We do bless you tonight, Father. And we love you. Miriam's making her way over here in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello. Hi, well, Shannon. Welcome, Sister Miriam. Thank you. I'm blessed to be here with you two gentlemen. And likewise, Amen. You're, you're kicking off the marathon week. First show this week, so I'm excited to be here with you. Okay. Well, I want you to listen to Shannon. This is going to be outstanding. This is a testimony I have for you. I just wanted to open up with 2 Corinthians 5, 7, a very familiar verse for all of us. We walk by faith and not by sight. The word sight there actually is senses. We walk by our spiritual senses and not by our natural senses. 
We have spiritual sight that the Lord is teaching us all to be first aware of and then to start to use. We have spiritual hearing. We have spiritual smell. I've been in places in the heavenlies that you smelled aroma. We have spiritual touch, spiritual taste. Those are countered off to our natural senses. Well, we have trained our natural senses all these 40, 50, 60, 70 years of our life. And we have trained to say that's reality. But the truth is, it is not reality. The real reality are your spiritual senses. Your physical senses are going to go away when you pass from this physical body. Now, let me live. Where we think, anyway. Where we think. We think they're going to, they could still be there. Our natural? No, but senses. Oh, the spiritual senses will stay with us. Yes. In our spirit body, for sure. Okay, listen to this testimony, Shannon. I have a friend in France. I'm just not going to mention his name, but I've known him for many years. He was my interpreter for the years I've been in France. I know his voice very well. He's interpreted to me. He even wrote some of, uh, interpreted, translated some of Kenneth Hagin's books into French many years ago. Well, about eight months ago, he was in a very tragic accident. I don't know if I mentioned it to you for prayer at all, but uh, he hit a wall and he literally broke his spinal cord, severed his spinal cord just below his atlas, and so the upper upper vertebrae. He has been paralyzed for eight months now from the shoulders down. He was on a bicycle, correct? Yes. So on the shoulders down. He had a little movement of his eyes. He could blink his eyes for a yes or a no. Um, He was able to talk for a few weeks and then he lost that But he's been on his back for eight months in the hospital. What happens, though, that much longer time, not moving, not only to your muscles atrophy, but your bodies, your organs start to collapse. He's been on a trach for a long time, uh, literally a trach as a breathing machine. So he couldn't breathe on his own without the help of uh, outside pumps. What they have in France, they call it death with dignity. Meaning, if the patient wants to go on and he's in mental state enough and the family is in agreement, then they will pull the cord. They're not going to kill them. They're not going to murder, but they're going to release them from the apparatus. Now, this fellow, Arn, has been very strong in the Lord. Um, You know, he's a word faith guy and all this time. But the family and he decided a few days ago 
that he it's time for him to go on. His body has collapsed. Um, he was not brain dead, but he was physically dead without the help of the machine. So that um, morning in France, and there's a six-hour time difference, that morning they agreed together along with him. The doctors put him into a deep sleep, and they removed the trach, and he passed on. So you're with me here, Shannon? Yes, sir. That's horrible. God have mercy. He passed on. At three in the afternoon, which would be about nine in France, I'm sitting in my chair here in the living room facing uh, the other side, and he walks right past me. Wow. Now, he's 4,000 miles away, France. He walked past me in a, the only word I have for it was a shimmering skin. He wasn't wearing a white robe. His body was shimmering. Like like silver, whatever you want to, because, you know, just shimmering. Silver colored. He walked past me, looked at me, and he said, and I know his voice, and he said, I'm home. Turned around and continued to walk. I heard his thoughts. He didn't say this now. He just thought it. Tell my family I love them. And he walked right right out the back wall of my apartment on the second floor just walked right through the wall and out he is definitely in a better place I know we would have all were hoping for his healing but he is in a glorified shimmering body one that we're all destined to have if we are walking in the Lord. He walked into a place where we call eternity, but eternity is a bad word for it because it's time-oriented. It's like time without end. He walked into a place through that wall into a place without time. For me, it was very real, very, very physical. I mean, I saw him with my eyes, heard him with my ears, and watched him pass through the wall. And I'm on the second floor above a parking lot, so it's not, uh, he just disappeared into a place outside of time. We walk by faith and not by sight. God is training us to open our eyes and our senses to live outside of this natural world. 
of time and space and understanding. We talk about courts of heaven. We talk about heavenlies. We talk often about other dimensions and realms. Twelve dimensions, 32 realms. I personally believe, as we've shared for many programs now, that we are his workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand from the foundations of the world for us to walk in. We were in the Father from the foundations of the world. Before God ever created the earth, we were already in him. And I believe, I feel, I believe that that scroll, that destiny scroll that's within you, Shannon, will continue even after your life here on this earth. Amen. We will continue a work and a destiny in God into other realms and other dimensions. There could be numerous, whatever 12 times 32 is, 320, 360, you know, however many realms and dimensions we will continue in outside of this earthly realm. We're not going to leave this place and be sitting on a cloud with a harp or a lyre or whatever the angels and pictures are that we think. We're going to continue a very busy spiritual life. We have a spiritual body. Well, I just saw it. We just, we know it. Spiritual bodies that glimmer and shimmer. That's the hope of our calling. That's the hope of salvation. I sure wouldn't want to be anyone unsaved to pass away from this place and not have a glorified and an eternal realm to go to. And Yeshua, Jesus has made it so simple for us that all we have to do is believe on him, confess with our mouth, believe on him, do the works, obey. Salvation is nothing more than and all than believing on Yeshua, on Jesus on the Father, and fulfilling the works that God has called us to do. What do you think of that, Shannon? I think that's um, a beautiful ending and a new beginning for that brother. Yes. That's that's amazing uh, what God allowed you to see. I believe it is just like that. We step out of our bodies and we're present with the Lord, and um, the Lord allowed you to see him one more time. In the glorified body. In the glorified Amen. body. Yes, sir. And um, 
you know, I could say, well, why me and not the family or such, but possibly because I'm aware, we've been teaching and we're aware of this glorified body and other dimensions, and I knew his voice and what he was. And he was fully healed as he walked erect through my room. Um, amen. And you know, for a, for a testimony, just like tonight, to encourage people that it doesn't end at death, it's only the beginning. And if we know the Lord Jesus Christ, we go to be with him. If not, we're in some serious trouble. So it's time to get things in straight if you don't know Jesus tonight. Back to you. Amen. The hope of our calling. The hope of our calling and the fulfillment of our calling. And, you know, some people that have been walking with the Lord 40, 50 years, they're getting a little tired a little wondering when it is going to be fulfilled or happened. But I think that's that's part of it, part of our hope, that we continue no matter what the circumstances, what the situation is that you are in this life, whether you're here in this country or you're here in another, another place, whether your body is unhealthy, whether your body's going through difficulty. And we all believe in healing and believe in miracles. And I've prayed for many that have been even paralyzed, muscular dystrophy, multiple sclerosis, challenging, crippling, and they've been healed. And you can see that on my website. So, but God had another purpose for this brother and I think if we gave him the choice now, would you want to remain in a healed body or would you want to go on with God in a glorified? And Shannon, time is so short in our lives. You know, we might think, well, God would have healed him and he could have had another 20 years here. But we're talking about outside of time. And again, I don't even like using the word eternity. Eternity is life without end, but it's still we still think of it in the framework of time. Time without time. But in the spirit, you're living outside of time completely. As a matter of fact, you know, so many scriptures say now faith is in the spirit realm, it's all now. I heard it said, if God did not create time, everything would have happened in a moment. Because God lives in the ever-present. He's ever-present. God lives in the now. Not in the past and not even in the future. He lives in the omnipotent now. Omnipresent now. These are concept, Shannon, that's beyond our natural thinking. We've got to really expand our thought processes to grab hold of some of these things. Even scriptures that we use so often this afternoon in Germany, my our program in Germany, we were talking about the reality of 2 Corinthians um, 
5.17. If anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. All things have become new. What that really means for us is anyone is in Christ, they are new, something that never was before. You're not a continuing of your old nature. You're not an old nature that's been renovated. You don't come to the Lord, get water baptized, and God puts paint on the old barn, which is how so many people think. I'm born, I'm a new, I'm the old person, but I'm now new. No. The old person is dead in Christ. You are dead to the old nature, dead to the old, and God has resurrected you brand new. I think if people really were taught like that in water baptism, when you come out of the water, you're not going to exist anymore like you came in that water. You're going to come out new. I think if we really saw that, had a revelation, really understood it, it would change our first years in the Lord, all the years of counseling and therapy and all that we go through. Because it's all been buried in the waters of baptism. And you come out a new creation that's never even been there before. As I'll talk about a little bit tonight, you come out of that water without a past. Well, how many come out of the water completely remembering their past, completely believing their past, thinking their past, that that's who they are? I'm now a past that's come to the Lord. But you're not a past. You are to reckon yourself to be dead in Christ. Set your mind on things above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of the God. Set your mind on things above and not on the affairs, the things of this earthly world. For you have died and your life is hid with Christ in God. So we've been teaching that for how many years, even on this program, Shannon? How many years? Many and yet, how many how many of us live it? How many of us really understand I have died and my life is now hid with Christ in God? In him we live and move and have our being. Christ in me, the hope of glory. What's Galatians 2.20 in that? Um, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. Well, most of us will wake up tomorrow morning and it's still I who is living. And yet the revelation of Paul, his mysterion, his mystery, which I think we taught about four weeks ago, three weeks ago, Paul's mystery, his mysterion, is it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by faith 
in the Son of God, not by sight, but I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. Amen. Miriam, that's so incredible. And, you know, do we know anyone really walking in that? I'm sure there are. I believe it. You believe it. Annette? And I believe Shannon believes it. Amen. Amen. That's, it, it is so life-changing. And the encouragement for all of you listening now is if you are not in the Lord, receive him. You don't have to go to Bible school to receive the Lord. It's not long-winded prayers. It's just, Jesus, I ask you into my heart. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose for me, and I confess that you are my Lord. And the scripture says you are or will be saved in that. And get water baptized and really recognize you are going to die to the old nature and become brand new. Now, if you're already listening to the program and you're in the Lord, tomorrow morning is new creation. Every day, every morning, and I guess if you're on a Hebrew calendar, that started at sundown tonight. But every time is a new creation. God lives in the ever-present eternal now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of not seen things not seen so I think this is wonderful stuff Shannon we we are a part of something that's so big so glorious so eternal outside of time and yet we are so stuck in this world in our worldly thoughts which is why it says in Romans 12 1 and 2 that we are to renew our mind with the washing of the water of the word, take captive of old worldly thinking, to renew our mind to think outside of the box. You know, the spirit of religion has kept you in the box all these years. And I still hear some teachings online and Pentecostal holiness and, you know, all religious stuff. Lord, break us free from that. Break us free from that. And it's an individual freedom. We need to know our identity in Christ. We need to know our who we are in Christ. We need to go back to James chapter 1. We talked about a couple weeks ago, and all these teachings are on your archive there, Shannon. Look in the mirror and see who we are, and not turn around and walk away from tonight's teaching, today's teaching, and forget who you are. We need to constantly remember, remember we are new creations, we are not part of this world system. 
as much as it tries to make you so sucked in to think you're a part of it. Don't believe the lie. Don't have any agreement with fear. Don't get pushed into the old. Lord, we just speak to our spirit man to rise up tonight. Our spirit man to stand up tonight. I thank you, Father. We just expand, even with our hands, we just expand our spirit man to accomplish, to grab hold of all of this, to see outside of the religious box that's around us. And everything we're talking about is Bible. It's there in the scripture. You just got to see it from a spiritual perspective. Doesn't it say, Shannon, these things are spiritually discerned? Yes, sir. We need to discern the word of God from our spirit man and not from religion. So I think that's good. We've been sharing in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, 2, and 3. I think we shared a few seasons ago. In the beginning, Bereshit, in the beginning before all things, before anything and everything ever was. In the beginning, God created out of nothing, Bereshit, he created out of nothing the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hoovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And I've been asking people then, where did the light come from then? If everything was darkness, where did the light come from? Well, the light came from God. That's what people would say. But also the light came from inside God. God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Jesus is the light of the world, but we are light. And we are called to be the light of this world. So how did the light then get into the earth if the earth was in utter darkness? God spoke it. Did he pray it? No. Did he think it? No. Did he agree with it? No. He spoke it into existence. And we are called to bring his kingdom in heaven on earth. And where is this heavenly kingdom now? Well, Jesus said the kingdom of God is in you. We all agree with that? Yes. The kingdom of God is in you. How are you going to get it out of you? How are you going to manifest the kingdom? Well, you could say, I'll be a nice person. 
I won't curse, I won't do this, uh, nothing to do. You manifest the kingdom of God by speaking it through your words. We are to be continually speaking saints, manifesting and speaking the word of God. And the more we speak the word, the more we are manifesting God's kingdom in this earthly realm. And then we are called to take dominion of it. To take dominion of the space and the place and the life around. So we thank you, Lord. Mm-mm. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have enabled us to do. That we are carriers of light. And as he is, so are we in this world. Even greater things can we do, says Jesus, because he's now gone to the Father and given us of his spirit. It says in John one twenty nine, and I will read it here from the Mirror Bible. The next day, John saw Jesus approaching him and declared, Behold the Lamb of God. This is the one who would lift the sin of the cosmos like an anchor from the seafloor for mankind to sail free. Behold the Lamb of God who takes the sin off of the face of the earth, off of the world, off of the cosmos. He lifts all sin off of humanity like an anchor from the seafloor to set mankind, to set you, Shannon, Miriam, and I, all those listening, to set mankind to sail free, to be able to fulfill your destiny scroll, to be able to fulfill God's plans and purposes for your life. Well, obviously, our destiny is not complete because we pass from this earth. Amen. We're still going to fulfill it. Yes. But, you know, one of the biggest things we battle in the religious world is sin consciousness. It's to constantly think of yourself as a fallen, sinful creature. You know, Miriam, I still hear teachings. We have friends like that. We hear teachings. I know. <laughs> examine yourself. Examine yourself. You're a sinner. You're a sinner. You know, God God is not a diver going into the ocean to try to find sin in your life. And some think that God is a scuba diver. That's all he does all day is go into the waters of your past to try to discover sin. We ask forgiveness. We don't live with sin. Lord, forgive us all for sin and for our sin nature. 
But I thank you, Lord, you now have taken the sin of the cosmos upon yourself. Sin is not keeping any of you tonight from finding Jesus. The only thing that would keep you out of the kingdom of God is not receiving Jesus. You receive him by asking him in your heart, by repenting, by asking forgiveness of your past, but then allow it to be removed from you. And don't live there any longer. Don't stay there. Let me read something from you, first in the King James here for you. This is good stuff, Shannon. This is just Bible. Yes, sure. It is so freeing. If people would just live free from guilt and condemnation, God never meant you to live under sin consciousness. They're constantly concerned about what you're going to do wrong at any moment. In that, let me share, is it Hebrews 3? Nope. Hebrews 1, 1 through 3. Oh, that's why we got that earlier. So God, who at various times and in different ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets. God, in the Old Testament, spoke to his people through the prophets. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, what we got, Joel, Hosea, that and go on, and Zechariah and Zephaniah. He spoke to his the people through prophets. But he has in these last days, and remember this was written 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago, the writers of Hebrews called this the last days. And we're still in last days. And God has in last days spoken to us by Son, through whom he pointed heir of all things, through whom he also made the worlds. And I have a Greek here. The worlds is actually ages, eons, aeons, cosmos. Through sun, God made the cosmos, the universes, the ages, the worlds. God speaks today through sun. Yes, he has prophets, he has gifts of prophecy, but he mainly, because even today it says prophets know in part and speak in part. God speaks to you today through Son. Yeshua, Jesus, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, Upholding all things by the word of his power, authority, excuse you, he had by himself, that's the Hebrew word, uh, the Greek word, hypostasis. We'll get back to that in a moment. When he had by himself purged our sins, 
sat down at the right hand of the majesty, Megaleo, the highest, sat down at the right hand of the highest on high. He had by himself hypostasis. Hypostasis is substance. Well, where else is that word told or read? Do we read that in Hebrews? Hebrews 11.1. 1. Faith is now, or now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things, things not, not seen. seen. But the substance is actually the Greek word by himself. So faith is now himself, Jesus. Or when he had by himself purged our sins. I might have shared this in teachings past, but that's a very important word for us. The word purged doesn't mean forgiven or released. It means to eradicate as if it never happened. Give you an example. Well, I come out of the 60s and 70s. 50 years ago, one of your friends might have been busted for having marijuana in his high school locker. Now, that wasn't me and that wasn't Shannon, but it might have been someone you knew. It wasn't me. (laughs) Certainly wasn't Miriam. Okay. Well, went to court, got a fine. Back then, you might have been imprisoned. But here you are 50 years later, you're now pastoring a wonderful church. You've been in the Lord for all these years. And you're driving down the highway, and your left taillight is out. And so a policeman pulls you over just to tell you, go get your taillight fixed. But while he's there, he said, let me see your license. And you give him your license, and he can see on his computer that 50 years ago, you were busted for having a legal substance in your locker. Well, you can go to court, go to a judge, and put in a case and have your record expunged or purged. Expunged or purged. Let me write that down. Expunged. To have your record purged doesn't mean that they delete it or cross it out. It means it's voided as if it never happened. So that a judge, a policeman, anyone anyone can go into that record and can never find it because it never happened. You all following me in this? Purged our sins. Jesus totally lifted off, voided your sin, voided your past as if it never happened. So the truth is, you do not have a past any longer. 
You're a new creation in Christ. So new you don't have a past. Jesus totally expunged it, purged it, taken out of the record. God says as far as the east is from the west, so your sins are forgotten, are out of the mind of God. These are big statements. Shannon, I barely know anyone who lives that. Most everyone, you can sit down and have coffee with them and they'll tell you about the sins of their past. It doesn't exist. So the only one that's going to remind you of the sins of your past is the devil and your religious friends. And if you have a bunch of religious friends that want to constantly remind you of who you used to be, take them over to the courts and the places of heaven and show them it doesn't exist. It never happened. Your past never happened. You've been purged, you've been exonerated, you have been expunged. Sin has been lifted off of you so that every one of you can now set sail and do the works that God has called you to do with your life. These are big statements, Shannon. For us to really grab hold of, it's time for us to grab hold of some of this and start to live it and to break out of the religious box. I think some of it is people's fear of punishment. Fear of punishment? Fear of being wrong? Right. Fear of missing God? Fear of what others would say? Fear of listening to this and saying, well, Ron, I don't agree with you. And I'd say, well, what verse don't you like? That's all I'm doing is giving you verses. Let's read Hebrews 1, 1, 2, and 3 in just another version here. Throughout our history, God has spoken to our ancestors by his prophets in many different ways. The revelation he gave them was only a fragment at the time building one truth upon another. But to us, living in these last days, God now speaks to us openly in the language of a son, the appointed heir of everything. For through him, Jesus, God created the panorama of all things and all time. The sun is the dazzling radiance of God's splendor Ooh, so much sounds like my friend walking through the room, dazzling, shimmering. The sun is the dazzling radiance of God's splendor, the exact expression of God's true nature, his mirror image. He holds the universe together and expands it by the mighty power of his spoken word. He accomplished for us the complete cleansing of sin 
and then took his seat on the throne, highest throne, at the right hand of the majestic one. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. We live so far below what God has recreated us to be and to do. It goes back to that scripture where the Lord says, I know the plans I have for you. And they are not plans of evil, but of good to give you a future and a hope. A future and a hope. As he is, Miriam, so are we to be in this world. Amen. And nothing is stopping us from doing that. Oh, certainly you can say the devil doesn't like it for sure. But nothing is stopping us but our own mind, our own theology, our own mentality, our own thoughts of who we are. It's our old nature that stands up and says, that's not you, you can't do that. That's not you. Well, you came to the Lord, you gave your life, but you're not really a new creation. You still look the same, act the same, talk the same. I like what Paul says in Philippians 3, 12 through 14. He said, not that I already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Why did God lay hold of you? Why did God save you? You said, I found God. No, God found you. But Paul says, but brethren, I do not count myself as apprehended, but one thing, this is the one thing I do every morning I wake up. The one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Forgetting those things that are behind. Maybe I need some counseling and therapy. Maybe some pharmacopoeia. Maybe something to help me. No. Paul just said, forget those things that are behind. Grab hold of who you are and your new identity in Christ and go on in him. For your citizenship is in heaven, from whom we eagerly wait for this Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Transforms our lowly body into a glorious heavenly body, like my friend. So we stop setting our mind on earthly things. Stop believing all the news and all the reports and all the media. If it is truth at all, it's only earthly truth. Nothing eternal about it, nothing spiritual about it. See what God has to say about all of it. Know who you are in Christ. You're a new creation. You're not a renovated old barn. You're not an old, (laughs) renovated old person. You're new. You died to the old. So grab hold of Romans, I think it's 6, 
10. Reckon yourself then to be dead in Christ. Reckon. Hold it into account. Hold it up. Keep it up there. Reckon yourself to be dead in Christ, but alive unto God, even tonight. So, Lord, I thank you for those that are listening tonight and in the week ahead to the program. Lord, I thank you for a spirit of revelation and understanding. Lord, that the eyes of our heart, our inner man, will be illuminated tonight, full of light. That we may know the hope of your calling. Lord, the evidence and the things that you have in the saints. Mm. Amen. Let us know, Father. Let us know. Lord, let us know the mystery of the ages. Let us know the hope of glory. Christ within us. Lord, help us to understand, Lord, Ephesians 1 and 2, of who we now are in Christ, in you. Hmm. Lord, let me know the unsearchable riches of Christ. We may know the manifold, the variant wisdom of God, of the church, God's eternal purposes. Let us have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. All that I'm sharing tonight, which is just scripture. Boldly look into it then the unsearchable riches of Christ, the fellowship of the mystery of the ages, which has been hidden in God. That the eyes of our heart, of our understanding being enlightened, that we may know the hope of his calling, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in us. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power Dunamis, toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, seated him at the right hand of, in the heavenly places, far above, far above, all principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that's named, not only in this age, but in the ages to come and that we are part of his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Lord, I thank you for what you have done for all of us, where you have raised us up to sit with you in heavenly places. Amen. Amen. Well, I think that's uh, enough for tonight, Shannon. We can go on, but maybe we'll continue later again powerful word tonight. Uh, If you're just joining us, we're live with Dr. Ron and Miriam Cohen. Uh, Brother Ron, tell people about y'all's ministry, how they can connect with you. Yes, all join. We have a wonderful Sunday night meeting that you call in by phone. 
and uh, I will give you that number or how to get on. And then we have Zoom meetings during the week. We have meetings in Rwanda and Germany. Um, and then several in the States. We have a mentoring Wednesday night that you can all be a part of. And uh, you do that simply just email me at roncohen47 at aol.com. R-O-N-C-O-H-E-N-4-7 at aol.com. You can call me at 302 559 1766. 302 559-1766 and if you'd like to help with our ministry mainly what we do is in our churches in Haiti and in Rwanda and Pakistan we have nine groups now in, in Fazilbad, Pakistan to feed the children and the poor, the orphans and such you can do that through our ministry through um, not through WhatsApp but uh, through PayPal, through Zelle um, what else we got? Cash app all through uh, my email, roncohen47 at aol.com. And don't forget Shannon and Omega Man okay. in the midst of your giving. Thank you. Okay, Shannon, we covered a lot of glorious territory tonight. Great word tonight. And Sister Miriam, would you like to close us in prayer? Sure. Oh, Father God, how we celebrate who you are, how we celebrate this life that you bring to us. And it's new every morning, new every morning, and great is your faithfulness. You are so great. You are so loving. You are such a redeeming God. Thank you, Father, that no weapon formed against us is ever going to prosper. We are, you are the light of the world, and we are the lights that are in your world. Amen. And in him there is no darkness. That's right. And that, and we have the light in us also. Amen. 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 What do we got tomorrow? Amen. Okay, Shannon, thank you. Thank you very much. And now let me, let me just do that email one more time. It's, it's hard to remember these when people give them fast online. Uh, Ron Cohen 47, R-O-N-C-O-H-E-N 47 at AOL.com. And my phone is 302-559-1766. And we do answer almost all of our calls that come in. So, thank you. We are Eastern Time, though. Remember that. So, don't call at 2 in the morning or 4 in the morning. And that, uh, we're not on Bali time. We're on Eastern Time. Okay. Thank you very well, much thank for you, coming my on. Friend. Good. Love you both. God bless you, and we'll see you next week. Okay, we're got it on. Okay. Yep. In, in, our, in our new apartment down the hall. Thank yes, you, Sister Lord, Miriam. Thank you for your angels that you're going to send to help us to get Ooh, all this yes. moved. Oh, I'm serious, Lord. Thank you. There's no, there's, there's, we don't have to limit him in any way. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, Jim. Thank you, you, dear. Okay. Good night. Good night. Folks, that was Ron and Miriam Cohen. Coming up next, we got Evangelist. Dell and Mike Patton. And we're going to save this program, so stand by. You want to refresh here in just a moment. Here we go. <laughs> 